watching that. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am recording this on July 5th after my Milwaukee Bucks have just won the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, so, let's talk about that. So, I was going to record this actually last night, uh, but it was 4th of July, so I had too many fucking fireworks going off. So now it's time for my fat, unathletic ass to talk about some basketball. Let's go. First, I know what everybody's going to be wanting to talk about is the draft and the playoff recaps. So let's get into that, shall we? For playoff recaps, let me go ahead and pull up the bracket real quick. All right, so I have the bracket pulled up here, as you can see. Utah Jazz beating Memphis, that isn't much of a surprise. Um, we're going to talk about later about what each team, I feel like, personally needs to do uh, during this offseason. The Lakers beating Dallas. Um, the best thing I can say here is Luka can't fucking do it on its own, guys. Uh, Dallas just needs to get Luka some help. Um, it was a very close match, but I mean... The only reason it was close is because Luka was dropping 40 to 50 bombs like every single night. And, I mean, let's look at, um, I mean, let's compare that to the Nets. I mean, everybody says the, the Bucks beat the Nets because of injuries, which even as a Bucks fan, I have to kind of agree with. But imagine what would happen if Luka was injured for this series? If Luka was injured during the Clippers-Dallas series, the Clippers would have fucking swept easy. Like, Luka was putting the team on his back the entire time, and he can't do it on his own. Um, I know Luka and Przingis is like a, a power couple that Dallas likes to talk about, but Przingis didn't do that much during this series from what I saw and Dallas fans can fucking come at me all they want but I mean Luca, Luca just put the team on his back and you can't do that um so we'll move on to Utah versus the Clippers I guess uh next logical step Utah Lakers are not Lakers fuck Everybody was saying that the Jazz were going to win, and that really surprised me because I, I, I thought the Clippers were going to win just like they did because the Clippers have Kawhi and Paul George. Uh, Utah has Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, but Rudy Gobert can't guard Kawhi and Paul George. And Donovan Mitchell, um, while he doesn't have really a point guard on the Clippers to guard him that can match him. Um, again, it goes back to the same thing. Donovan Mitchell can't carry the whole team if Rudy Go or if Rudy Gobert is trying to guard Kawhi and Paul George. It's, it's just not going to happen. Uh, you have basically one good big man on the Jazz versus two good big men on the Clippers and a point guard that is trying to pick up the slack on the Jazz because uh, 
your big man that is your go-to is being trampled by these other two big men on the Clippers. And it's just, it's too much to handle. So the Clippers, or the Clippers are easily going to take the Jazz. So let's go to Denver and Portland. Uh, Denver, Portland, I could see going either way. I'm not going to lie. Because Jokic, um, Jokic is obviously the Nuggets' uh, go-to. And then Damian Lillard is going to be the Trailblazers' go-to. The Trailblazers, they can use Damian Lillard as a point guard, obviously. They can shoot threes, uh, shoot some mid-range shots. And Denver is going to use Jokic to go through the paint and dominate as a center. So it's two completely different play styles uh, that are basically battling here. It's a center that can't be guarded going up uh, a center it's basically a center that can't be guarded that's driving through the paint scoring a bunch of points or Damian Lillard scoring threes all night trying to win the game and Damian Lillard ultimately couldn't do it um, because if you miss a three then all Denver has to do is recover the ball and then go and dunk it uh, two dunks is four points, which is more than a three, so you're just ultimately going to lose there because they're scoring more points, and that's what the game is. Um, so Denver ended up taking that. And then Phoenix-Lakers. This was the interesting series. Everybody thought that the Lakers were going to win um, just because that's what the Lakers do. But And obviously, Lakers had some injuries as well, but... Uh, I want to g talk specifically about how Phoenix won, even without injuries. And unfortunately, uh, I can't pull up the footage because it's copyrighted by the NBA. But I encourage you to go and look at the footage of the Suns-Lakers series. What happens, and Jimmy Hyroller, I think, has a video specifically about this. And if I can find it, uh, I'll, I'll put it in the video right here. What the Suns do is they know that Anthony Davis and LeBron are the two big guys that Lakers are going to use, just like the Clippers use Paul George and Kawhi. And they're going to use their size to their advantage. They're going to go through the paint. And so anytime LeBron or AD get the ball, they go. all five players converge to the paint. And they create what has been dubbed essentially in the NBA community now as the LeBron wall. And it prevents AD or LeBron to go in the paint because now he's getting five teamed. Does that leave threes open? Definitely. But you have people like Kyle Kuzma f shooting those fucking shots. So it's not going to matter. And of course, LeBron can shoot some threes as well. But nobody's three-point shot is perfect. Again, their main points are going to come through using Anthony Davis or LeBron in the paint. And if you five-team him, then he has nowhere to go. And he'll have to pass the ball out or just try and go uh, through the paint, draw the foul, and then shoot free throws. 
and ultimately that stopped the Lakers. So the Suns advanced. Suns versus Denver, uh, sort of the same thing as the Portland versus Denver, except in the opposite way. So you have Denver that is, again, trying to use Jokic to go through the paint, and then you have Phoenix that is going to have to combat the dunks and going through the paint with threes. Um, The only difference is here that uh, Devin Booker and... Uh, Devin Booker stepped up, uh, scored a shit ton of threes, fucking went off, in my opinion, and they swept Denver. Uh, And DeAndre Ayton was able to uh, guard the Nuggets a little bit. So the Suns advanced to the Clippers. Um, Clippers, no Kawhi, uh, pretty self-explanatory. The Paul George had to put his... uh, put the team on his back and uh he forced game six which was impressive um but the clippers ultimately paul george can't do it by himself again same as luca and so the suns ultimately came off and they won the western conference finals and they advanced to the finals where they faced my milwaukee bucks so drink a little energy drink here Now it's time for the East. So, Boston, Brooklyn. Brooklyn, super team, enough said. Brooklyn is advancing. Milwaukee, uh, I think what Milwaukee did uh, personally is they looked at what happened last year. Jimmy Butler locked the Bucks down uh, last year in the 2020 playoffs, and the Bucks weren't going to let that happen again. And so they... Uh, got Butler, and um, they just swept using the um, using the plays uh, that they drew up. Just dominated, and then Milwaukee, Brooklyn, probably the most controversial series in this playoffs this year. Um, Brooklyn was playing injured, and uh, Milwaukee advanced. However, uh, and I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. Uh, I talked to this with some basketball friends at work. I don't think that this is an asterisk championship. And a lot of people are going to disagree with me there. Um, I personally think that last year was more of an asterisk championship than this year. While there are so many injuries this year, um, I do think that it is your job as a GM to get injury insurance and if you don't have injury insurance then you didn't do your job and another team is going to take advantage of that and so Brooklyn had injury insurance because if Harden got injured they had Kyrie if Kyrie got injured they had Harden uh unfortunately both of them were injured and so the Bucks capitalized on it and there isn't much to say about that I mean did you expect them to just like take it easy because Brooklyn was injured? Um, so I I gotta have to agree that if the Nets were at full health, my Bucks probably wouldn't have made it. But I mean, um, and if you want more of an idea of what I'm talking about, uh, you guys can go check out Motown Noah. He has a perfect video on this, um, and it's basically saying exactly what I said. 
um, the Bucks would not have won if the Brooklyn Nets were at full health. But at the same time, uh, to quote him, every single championship team in history has gotten lucky at some point. And so the Bucks got lucky here, and there isn't much to say there. And so people are going to talk about it probably for years that the Bucks shouldn't have gotten to the finals because of the Brooklyn Nets, but it's what happened, and people are going to have to deal with it. So New York Knicks versus Atlanta Hawks. Uh, the New York Knicks, fucking insane with their chanting, I got to say. Um, Trey Young channeled that. And also, um, we're able to lock down Derrick Rose, which is the Knicks' only good player because they're the fucking New York Knicks. And um, basically got a gentleman sweep against the New York Knicks, as everybody predicted. Um, Philadelphia versus Washington. I honestly thought that this would be a Game 7 matchup. Um, I know that the 76ers are the first seed and the Washington's Wizards are an eighth seed, but I thought Russell Westbrook was going to step up, uh, and I thought that the Washington Wizards could have drawn up something to guard Embiid, and that just isn't what happened. And so the 76ers advanced where they faced the Hawks, and the 76ers-Hawks was a game seven where the uh, 76ers uh, of course, they have Embiid, and they had Simmons. Simmons was just a fucking pussy, didn't want to score the ball, kept passing it to Embiid. Uh, Embiid um, tried to put the team on his back. I, I just think Simmons is just a bad player. I'm not going to lie. Um, and so Simmons needs to be traded or spend some time in the G League or something because, I mean, man's just ain't it, so... Atlanta took it, and then Atlanta Bucks, um, the Hawks, uh, Trey got injured, and I know everybody's going to try and say the same shit as uh, the Nets, where they said if Trey was healthy, um, then the Hawks would have won, and I completely fucking disagree. Uh, Trey played in game six, and we still won, and we also had Giannis injured as well, and we still took it without Giannis. Um, I think the best thing the Bucks can work on is resting for the finals and uh, get everybody back to full health and also Middleton and Drew Holiday need to work on their consistency. Um, you have game one Chris Middleton going 0-9 and 6 from 23 and uh, game four I think it was. Let me double check that. Um, where was the other game we lost and again just Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday just couldn't hit shit for whatever reason um Suns Bucks it's going to be a fantastic uh finals to watch in my opinion because um and this has been said a million times already yep game four uh and let me check Middleton's stats on that so Chris Middleton went six for seventeen with Drew Holiday also going for six for seventeen, and Chris Middleton went zero for seven in Game Four. So I think they just need to work on their consistency, which any Bucks fan will tell you. Uh, Suns Bucks, it's going to be a fantastic series to watch um, because it's no super teams that are in there. 
Uh, it's completely unpredictable. Either team can win, and that's what we as basketball fans have been wanting for years. We wanted, we didn't want Lakers uh, in the playoffs. I personally didn't want the Nets in the playoffs, or uh, Nets in the finals. I I mean to see, uh, meant to say, because Nets in the finals is again, it's just another super team, um, and. It's it's going to be fantastic. I honestly would have been, um, although I want I like my Bucks in the finals. Um, if the Hawks were uh, in the finals as well, um, I would honestly go for the Suns um, because I don't think the Hawks can beat the Suns. Um, but again, it it's like I think that these teams are pretty evenly matched and I think they're pretty evenly matched because it's the Denver Portland matchup that I was talking about earlier um, to a much higher degree and what I mean by that is again you have um, you have you have matchups on matchups here okay so you have Drew Holiday on Chris Paul you have Chris Middleton on Devin Booker and then, if Giannis is healthy, you have DeAndre Ayton on Giannis. Okay, so it's going to be, it's going to be a fucking basketball game where you have to use all all five of your people, and it's it's going to be fantastic to watch. And we'll talk about it next week, whenever, um, in the next few weeks when it's all said and done, and uh, we'll have seen who won. So that'll be exciting. All right, let's go ahead and talk about the draft here. Let me go ahead and pull up who is in what order. All right, so I got the order up here. And um, while we're talking about the draft, uh, we can go ahead and talk about what each team needs to do. And, again, I think a lot of people are going to be mad about what I say about their team, but it is what it is. Um, this is just what each team needs to do. Um, so let's start off with the Detroit Pistons, because they are first in the draft here. I personally think that the Detroit Pistons just need a completely different rebuild. I mean, it, it's bad, guys. Like, let me pull up the Detroit starting lineup. Like, it's, it's just embarrassing. Like, I don't recognize a single name on this list and that should tell you exactly what you need to know um it's detroit you got a first round pick don't waste it is really all i can say and i would say that even with this first round pick y'all are still gonna lose some games uh and i would trade for some more uh i would trade for some more draft picks for the next couple years, for 2022, 2023, so on, um, so y'all can rebuild, because it's just yikes. 
Um, Houston. We got Houston up now. Um, Y'all may disagree with me. I know Fernando um, has faith in small ball. I think that small ball is fucking stupid. It sounds good on paper. You know, you have five point guards on the field. They can all shoot threes. Um, Threes is obviously more points than twos. It sounds like a good idea. But you have a mismatch on every single possession. And it's just, it it's not going to work. So give up on small ball. Uh, get your fucking big guys back. And uh, maybe you can win some games um, where you're not having... Uh, you, you need you need a big man back, okay? You can't just give up Capella and everybody and have no big guys and expect to win. Cleveland. Let's talk about Cleveland. Cleveland. Um, what I can pretty much tell you is work on your Kevin Love, Colin Sexton beef. Um, team chemistry is way more important than people think. Um, I mean, the re- one of the reasons the Spurs won their five championships is because Tim Duncan was a leader, and Tim Duncan being a leader led to Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili being basically co-leaders with him almost, and the team cared about each other. And... Here in Cleveland, you have Kevin Love and Colin Sexton fucking hating each other. And you can't play as a team when your two most valuable players don't want to pass the ball and play together. So, I would say work on that. And then, obviously, uh, you need uh, some centers as well. So... You can't just play Kevin Love, Colin Sexton the entire game. Uh, you need you need somebody uh, that can block, get rebounds, um, everything that a center or big man should do. And so uh, you need some big men. On to the Toronto Raptors. Okay, Toronto Raptors, um, get some big men. Uh, same thing as Houston, uh, although... Houston did it intentionally, and Toronto didn't. Um, Toronto's kind of having to play small ball right now. Uh, they got uh, Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, but um, you, you need somebody to play your four and five. Um, and right now, that's, that's nobody. Uh, you need to fill your four and five. If you get your four and five situated out, um, I think you're good. Uh, if you have... You just need uh, a center, just like uh, I told uh, Cleveland and Houston. You you need some centers. You need some power forwards. So that's about it for that. All right, Orlando Magic. Orlando, you need a fucking rebuild bad. Um, your most recognizable player is Mo Bamba, and that is literally because of the song and nothing else. You just need new players in every fucking position. I don't know what else to tell you. Um it's it's bad. Uh so Orlando, use your draft pick. 
try and trade for some more draft picks in the following years. Uh, you're going to lose some games. Uh, maybe losing those games will get you some better draft picks. And, yeah, just rebuild, man. Rebuild. Oklahoma City, you're even worse than Orlando. Holy fuck. Oklahoma City, Jesus, you have Josh Hall in your fucking starting lineup. The man who literally has the lowest 2K rating this year with like a 65 or something. And he is your in your starting five. Jesus, you need to rebuild. Every single player in your starting lineup is like below a 70 overall. It's just... Just rebuild. That's all I can tell you. Just rebuild. Just yikes. Um, Golden State, I would say just rest up, recover. They're coming off of basically two or three years of injuries. Um, So I would say recover from that. Not that they need to recover from the injuries themselves because nobody's injured right now. But, I mean, Klay Thompson basically hasn't played for two entire seasons now. So he needs to get back into the swing of things. That would be the best advice would just be get your players ready again since they haven't played in a little bit. And maybe this isn't a must, but the best thing that Golden State could do since they do have a a number seven draft pick would be to probably get another big man because Draymond Green, in my opinion, just is not cutting it. So if Draymond Green had some help at the five or the four um and then use that big man and you're a playoff contender again so that's all i gotta say about golden state orlando we went over already (sighs) sacramento we're we are gonna have to talk about sacramento separately once I get through all these because Sacramento has a routine for blowing their draft picks. So we will talk about that in a minute. As for New Orleans, I would say try to um, trade Lonzo for a better point guard. I'm not going to lie. I mean, you have some great players on the Pelicans. You have... Zion Williamson, you have Brandon Ingram. Uh, I'm pretty sure y'all have Steven Adams now, too. Um, it's You just need some more people at your one and two, um, your point guard and shooting guard position. I would say maybe try and see where you can trade Lonzo um, and get some better point guards. Um, for Charlotte, just get LaMelo some help. Um. Yeah, give give Lamelo some help. Um, San Antonio, my San Antonio Spurs. For the love of God, fucking draft a center. I've been saying it for years. We need a center. If we draft another guard, we need to fire our GM. If we get another guard, fire a fucking GM. We ever since we lost Tim Duncan, we have needed a big man. And we j- we need a big man desperately. I feel like if we get a big man, I'm not going to lie, we c- might be able to start our playoff streak again. Um, and I know that people are like going to be like, no way Spurs are going to be a 
playoff contender. Uh, I feel like they they they're already they were already in the play in this year. Um, so I'll say that, and uh, we just need another big man. Um, and I feel like Patty Mills is going to retire soon, um, just because he played with Tim Duncan and all them for a while. But just get another big man. That it's what I've been saying for years. Um, we have like fucking seven guards on our team out of our twelve or something. It's ridiculous. Um, Indiana, uh, save draft picks, get some, uh, better guards, uh, do a rebuild. Isn't much I could say about that. Indiana, you just need, uh, some better players. Uh, the Clippers and Lakers both, uh, all I'm going to tell you is to, uh, rest up. Uh, I'm kind of going, I kind of ignored the draft order. Sorry, guys. I'm going in, like, alphabetical now after Indiana. Um, Washington. Washington Wizards, you need some big men. Um, and I know that's what I've been saying for plenty of teams. Uh, but I'm going to go on a little fucking tangent for a second. Big men are so much more important than people think. That's why uh, Houston gave up, like, all of their big men and tried to play small ball. It's because people underestimate big men. And uh, people say, like, even Fernando said this whenever he was on the show. Um, People like to say that all Giannis does, all Embiid does, all Jokic does, all any of these centers do is, oh, they just run and dunk the ball. And... Yes, because that is their job. And I don't get why that gets so much hate that all these players do is run and dunk. That is their fucking job, okay? The the game is not just the three-point line. And people are trying to treat the game like that now, that you're only good at basketball if you can shoot threes or for some reason. And I don't understand why people think that. You need... You need big men to dominate the paint. And if you're not dominating the paint, you're going to be pushed to the three-point line on almost every play. And sure, you may have players on your team that can shoot threes. Uh, James Harden, Steph Curry, uh, Devin Booker. All these players can shoot threes. But you know why there's a three-point line there? Because it's so far back. You're not going to hit a three on every single play. The best three-point percentage you can probably have is 50% for your team uh, for across the whole season. You need somebody that can get inside the paint and give you your easy two points whenever you need it. And so many teams are lacking in that regard as, for needing a big man. It's ridiculous, and that's why I've said for almost every single team on on the list, you need to draft a center or a power forward. You can't always keep relying on your point guard and shooting guard. You need somebody that can get inside the paint like that and get you your easy two points. And I feel like people just ignore that now, and that's why there's so many teams that have these good players that are losing 
Like, again, you can go back to even the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors have Steph Curry, Klay Thompson. Why are they not in the playoffs this year? It's because their fucking big man is Draymond Green. It, seriously, imagine if Embiid or Giannis went to the fucking Warriors. They're winning the finals every single year because they have their three covered and they have their paint covered. And that's what you need to do as a team, as well as play defense. But Giannis plays defense, and yeah. As for the Memphis Grizzlies, um, it's not that they're missing big men. Uh, it's that they're missing people in the middle, I would say. They have uh, John Morant and um, what's his fucking name? I can never pronounce it. I'm just going to call him Jonas V. Um, but... You need uh so you need to fill your middle spot. You need people at your three and four, uh, your small forward, your power forward, um, and I think you'll be good. Oklahoma City recovered. New York, yikes. New York Knicks. Um, there isn't much I can tell you. I would say to rebuild, but y'all motherfuckers have been trying to rebuild for like the past thirty fucking years. So um, it's just it's just the New York curse, and that's all I can tell you. Look at any sport. You look at football, New York Giants are good. New York Jets suck dick. You look at baseball, New York Yankees are good. New York Mets suck dick. You look at basketball here. Brooklyn is really good, have a a super team. New York Knicks suck dick. And Derrick Rose, I guarantee you, is going to retire in the next couple years because that motherfucker has been playing for a while. Um, Pretty sure he's, like, in his 40s now. Let me look up his age. But Derrick Rose... He's gonna, he's gonna retire the next few years, and then the Knicks are going to have nobody. So I stand corrected. Derrick Rose is only 32, but he's been playing since 2008, um, and he's the same age as Blake Griffin. So um, I feel like, um, give it maybe five, ten years, Derrick Rose will retire, um, and then, um, who else we got on this list? Atlanta Hawks, uh, big men and injury insurance. So, what happened this playoffs? Trey got fucking injured, and the Hawks had to play Kevin Hor- uh, Herter, which is all right, but, I mean, um, you need somebody better than that to play if you got injuries. You, you need some injury insurance, and uh, you need some big men. Um Giannis was fucking dominating this playoffs. Uh, Portis went off this playoffs. Lopez went off this playoffs. Uh, because the Hawks didn't have a single big man uh, besides Clint Capella to guard these guys. And Clint Capella basically had to try and guard both Giannis. Uh, had to guard P.J. Tucker, Giannis, and Lopez. And that wasn't going to happen. You have three big men going up basically against one big man for Bucks Hawks. So you need uh you need some more big men. Uh Clint Capella is good, but uh he can't he can't play small forward, power forward and center all at the same time. So uh Los Angeles Lakers uh and the Clippers both uh they just need to rest up really. Um they just had a lot of injuries this year. Uh I think next year with uh all the rest they get they'll they'll be fine uh we'll go ahead and scroll down to round two uh 
and everything here. Um, right, let's go into Denver, Denver, Brooklyn, Philadelphia, Phoenix, Utah, all right here. Uh, so Denver, uh, Denver, you need a point guard. Okay, Jokic can't do it all. Um, I know I talked about the importance of big men a second ago, but um, you can't rely on your big men either. Uh, it's the same thing inversely. You can't be pushed to the paint on every possession um, because if they guard the paint just like they do with the LeBron wall with the Suns-Lakers series, uh, you need somebody that you can pass the ball out to. Um, a and that's why one of the reasons the Lakers lost this series as well is uh, they guarded LeBron in the paint, and LeBron had no choice but to pass the ball out, and people bricked their shots. So Brooklyn, um, just rest up. Uh, same thing as the Lakers Clippers. Like, y'all have a super team. Y'all just need to rest and chill. Uh, Philadelphia, uh, see if y'all can trade Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, in my opinion, not a very good player. Um, I know that's controversial. Some people are, agree with me. Some people say Ben Simmons is really good. He just can't shoot, uh, can't shoot threes. Um, but I, I think he honestly put Ben Simmons in the G League or try and trade him somewhere and maybe get some draft picks um, so he can get some other good players because Embiid is all you got right now. So. If you trade Simmons, maybe you can get some draft picks, uh, put somebody at your two, three, and four, and make a maybe make another super team in Philadelphia after a couple years. Um, Phoenix, uh, I think Phoenix is doing pretty good with DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker. Uh, my advice would be to um, pick somebody up for CP3, uh, especially if they do win the finals this year, because I think if Suns win the finals this year, CP3 is retiring. So you need somebody that is going to fill in for uh, Chris Paul after he leaves. Um, Utah Jazz, uh, get some middlemen. Um, it's kind of the same thing that I talked about with the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, you have a good point guard in Donovan Mitchell. You have a good center with Rudy Gobert. Um, you just need a two and a three. Um, you need some shooting guards. You need a small forward. Um, and, uh, I think you might, you'll be good after that. So we talked about Milwaukee, talked about New York, talked about Orlando, Oklahoma City, Detroit. I don't think we talked about Chicago yet. Let's go into Chicago. Chicago, fucking, uh, savior, draft picks and do a rebuild um because you, you need a rebuild um sacramento we're going to talk about once we get through all these new orleans we talked about san antonio we talked about uh detroit we talked about new orleans brooklyn boston okay boston uh you need to fill your roster with more positions you need to expand your roster Okay, you're making the same mistake that I, I'm talking about my Spurs are making, okay? You have so many point guards and shooting guards on your team, okay? You need to uh, you need to fill out your roster, okay? You have, like, four shooting guards on your starting five, okay? You need a power forward, a small forward, 
uh, a center, like, um, as a bad. Um, you just need more positions, okay? Don't don't try and pull the small ball Houston shit, okay? Uh, get some big men. Um, and not just big men. Like, uh, get a uh, – you have plenty of shooting guards, so you don't need a shooting guard. Just get a small forward, uh, and then – uh, if you're gonna have so many shooting guards, train some of those shooting guards to be a point guard instead, uh, and get assist. Okay, and I think the last one we have to talk about is the Miami Heat. I don't know if we talked about them yet. Um, get, uh, get some help for Jimmy Butler. Um, Jimmy Butler's pretty much your only player right now. Uh, you need some, uh, you, you, you need to give him some help, okay? You can't just have one point guard and nothing else. You need to uh, get some better players. So I don't think you need a completely new rebuild. Uh, just pack your roster a little bit uh, with some other people, and uh, you'll be all right. Now let's talk about the fucking Sacramento Kings. All right. Um, Sacramento, why have you not fired your GM yet? So, I got the article pulled up. It is from NBC Sports. Um, let's go through all of the fucking uh, picks that Sacramento has missed out on. Because, Jesus Christ, Sacramento, you need a new GM. <sighs> Alright. We're going to go ahead and skip this one because it has to deal with the frozen envelope. Um... We'll skip this one as well. Uh, actually, no, we won't. Uh, Reggie Miller. Y'all passed up on Reggie Miller. Uh, if you want, you can pause this, read about it. Um, and y'all y'all pass up on people every year. Let's look at the difference between these, uh, the years that are posted on here as well. 1987. Okay, cool. Y'all missed out on somebody. You get given a... a Second chance in 1989, and you screw that up too. Um, Y'all passed up on Sean Elliott. So 2006, y'all passed up on Damian Lillard. 2009, y'all passed up on Steph Curry. Like just three years later. Two years later, 2011, y'all passed up on Kemba Walker, Brandon Knight, and Kawhi Leonard, and Klay Thompson. 2013, just two years later, y'all passed up on CJ McCollum, and what else needs to be said about that? 2014, Zach Levine, TJ Warren. 2016, just two years later again, Bogdanovic, and that doesn't even have all of them. Let's go back. Let's see if this one has the other ones. DeMarcus Cousins, Steph Curry, Kawhi Leonard. Y'all ma- messed up on Giannis Antetokounmpo, Zach Levine, Devin Booker, Bama DeBio, Luka Doncic, 
Like, Jesus, guys. Y'all have, what is it? What is it again? Y'all have the number ninth pick. You have the number nine pick, okay. You fucking use it this time. Um, I know no, nine isn't the highest, but y'all can still use that number nine pick. Don't waste it like you have for the last 30-something years, all right? Just get a new GM, all right? Enough said about that. All right, so, <clears throat> excuse me. Real quick, uh, I just remembered this while I was editing. Uh, I forgot to say, um, like I said, Sacramento, you mess up the draft like every year. But um, what I would do personally is rebuild, and the easiest way for you guys to do that would be trade uh, Marvin Bagley. Um, I know he liked a tweet uh, a little while ago saying get Marvin Bagley out of Sacramento and everybody else has been saying get Marvin Bagley out of Sacramento uh trade buddy healed um and uh uh maybe tr trade uh De'Aaron Fox um and y'all can do these trades either for better players although I don't know how likely that is um or you can trade them for draft picks is what I would do I would trade them get draft picks save those draft picks and then just fucking go off and do what the 76ers did. Um, do the whole trust the process. Uh, take some fucking L's. Do some trades. And fucking rebuild. And that's the easiest thing I can I can say. But if you're going to do that, you need a new fucking GM first. You don't want to do a rebuild where the first player you get from your rebuild is fucking Ben Simmons or somebody you you don't want the first player from your rebuild to be like you don't want your first player off your rebuild to be like some 72 overall because then that defeats the whole purpose of your whole rebuild now after we talked about that we can go into the much smaller topics but still worth talking about uh, let's talk about the USA basketball team roster because they are fucking stacked this year let me tell you once again i will pull it up here all right just look at this roster we have jason tatum the man that dropped 60 we have oh y'all can't even see all this gotta extend this even further We have Jason Tatum, the man that dropped 60 points. We have Chris Middleton, a god on the books. We have Kevin Love, who I'm not a huge fan of, but he's still a good player. We have Damian Lillard. Uh, it's Dame time, baby. Zach Levine, Drew Hall of the... Uh, Draymond Green, Kevin fucking Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Bill, and Bama DeBio. Not to mention our coaches. We don't even need to talk about the players. Let's go into coaches, all right? We have Greg Popovich as our head coach. Greg Popovich, the legend that led to all of the Spurs championships. And then if I extend this just a little bit further, it's going to be covering my face. So I'm sorry about that, but I want you all to read this whole thing. We have Steve Kerr as well from the Golden State Warriors. Like, geez. Greg Popovich and Steve Kerr are our head coaches. 
I, I don't know what to say, guys. It's just, it's insane. The U.S. team is stacked this year. And there isn't much else to say besides that. It is just stacked. Alright, now that we talked about that, we can talk about Marv Albert. So Marv Albert, after the Eastern Conference Finals, um, decided to retire after 55 years. And obviously that's longer than my lifetime. That's longer than my parents' lifetime even. Um, that's almost like my grandparents' lifetime. Um, and so it's going to be pretty nuts, um, having another voice on there. Um, they haven't decided, I don't think, who's going to take his place, but it's next season, it's going to be a shock no matter who it is because. After a while, you get so used to a voice. Um, even you get so used to it, even just saying specific things. I I literally was on the phone call with my dad uh, when the Clippers were playing the Suns because uh, I was watching the game and I called him because uh, I said it caught me off guard when he said uh, we're here at the Staples Center with the Los Angeles Clippers. Because you're so used to him saying Los Angeles Lakers that your mind just kind of go, goes on autopilot. And, like, he said we're here at the Staples Center with the Los Angeles Lakers so many times that whenever he says we're here at the Staples Center with the Los Angeles Clippers, that it just kind of takes you a second. And now, not only is he saying a different team name, it's a completely different fucking person. And... It's just going to take some getting used to. And that's all I got to say about that. But um, the man's retired. Uh, he's been doing this for a long time. Like I said, 55 years. Um, and so he can uh, go out and live the rest of his life. So let's talk about some recent trades that have happened. Uh, Kimba Walker went to Oklahoma City, which I think is good. Um, that's a good player. Uh because I, I was saying earlier, Oklahoma City needs a completely new rebuild. Uh, and that's a good start. So, um, then uh, Al Horford went to the Celtics uh, in exchange for um, in exchange for Kemba Walker. Uh, I don't think the Celtics are really going to utilize him that well, I'll be honest. Because uh, they have people like Tatum... Uh, and again, the Celtics have like an, a bunch of guards on their team. They really just need a big man. So, uh, I don't know how smart of a trade that was by the Celtics. Uh, not that great, to be honest. And then, um, the Spurs picked up, uh, Daquan Jeffries, um, from waivers after Houston had waved him off. Now... I haven't seen this man play, but the first thing that catches me off guard 
is Daquan Jeffries is a fucking guard. And again, I went on this rant with the Spurs whenever I went on what each team needs to do this season. We don't need any more fucking guards. We need power forwards. We need centers. Like, we need big men. It, we need to wave that guy the same we same way the Houston waved him. We need to just get rid of him. Fucking draft a center, guys. I mean, yikes. Um, and then we will talk about some coaching changes real quick. So, a lot of teams have switched up their coaches this year. So, the Mavs took Jason Kidd as their head coach. Um, Mavs took Jason Kidd as their head coach. I'm not going to lie. I don't know too much about him. Uh, I know that he worked with, um, he worked with LeBron with the Heat, I'm pretty sure. Um, not much I can say about that. Uh, if maybe he can coach, uh, Perzingis, um, and maybe he can make that power couple in Dallas work a little bit more efficiently so that Luka isn't dropping 50 points in the playoffs. The Trailblazers, uh, picked up, uh, Chancey Billups as their head coach. And I don't know how much that's going to help, I'll be honest. I don't think that the Trailblazers need a new head coach. I think they just need different players. Uh, that's my honest opinion. He was a assistant coach with the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, but again, I don't think that... I don't think the Clippers' success have much to do with the coaching. I think it has to do with the fact that they have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Uh, to be honest, so I don't know how much the assistant coach uh, of the Clippers really matters. Uh, that's my honest opinion. Um, and the Pacers, the Pacers picked up uh, uh, Rick Carlisle as their head coach, and I'll be honest, um, again, I don't think a new head coach is going to make much of a difference. Um, I think Indiana just needs a rebuild, and yeah, you don't need a new coach. You need a new GM is what you fucking need. Um, and then the Celtics hire, I don't know how to pronounce this fucking name. Uh, Emi Yodoka, I'm just going to assume. Uh, and he was with uh, the Brooklyn Nets as an assistant coach as well. Uh, and I'm going to be honest. Um, same thing as I said with the Trailblazers' new coach. I don't think that being an assistant coach on the Brooklyn Nets really matters because the success for the Brooklyn Nets isn't really the assistant coaching. It's the fact that their GM pulled Blake Griffin, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Kevin Durant, and LaMarcus Aldridge before LaMarcus Aldridge left uh, be because of an irregular heartbeat. So, 
that's all I can say on that one. Uh, he did. He was the assistant coach with Popovich, though, which I think Pop, being an assistant coach with Popovich is a lot more credible than being an assistant coach for the Brooklyn Nets. And y'all may hate me for that one, but it's my honest opinion. Last but not least, the last thing I'm going to talk about doesn't have to do much with the NBA, but uh, has to do with me and the podcast. So, obviously, y'all can tell from this episode that uh, Fernando's not here. I talked about this in the channel update, but um, talk to Fernando. Um, The last episode of the podcast was four months ago. And I want to make this a weekly thing. And uh, Fernando is just a busy guy, just like I am. Uh, and we could never figure out a scheduled time to record. And if we could figure out a time, Fernando's internet would go out or he had something come up or whatever. So we basically sat down. Um, well, we didn't sit down because it was over text. But we had like a man-to-man and... Uh, it wasn't, there was no beef, we both understood what was going on, um, and I said, hey man, I want to keep doing this, um, but if I'm going to keep doing it, (coughs) excuse me, um, I'm going to treat it as a job, and what I mean by that is I'm going to treat it as a job in which, um, I have to be there at a certain time, uh, and I have to do my job efficiently, Um, and if I don't show up and I don't do it right, I essentially get fired. Um, and I get fired by you guys is basically, uh, what I'm saying. Um, you guys are my boss. You guys are my customers, my consumers. Um, and this podcast is like a startup business, essentially. Um, we're starting it, uh, we were trying to start it from the ground up, um, get viewers and everything. Um, but... If you don't show up for work for three to four months, then you're not going to be working anymore. Um, and so, uh, and then also, um, if you, uh, like, customers aren't going to want to, aren't going to buy your stuff if, uh, just like um, with the pandemic, uh, if you're closed for three to four months you're gonna go out of business um and so that was kind of the analogy I was trying to use and I was like you know I want to do this every week that's going to be my time to show up to work show up to work on time do my job for you guys and then maybe take this podcast somewhere start it from the ground up get some viewers and that's what I want to do and I started making goals for myself And I want to express those goals to you guys because if y'all know my goals, maybe y'all can connect more with me and y'all can help me reach those goals. Um, So the first thing would just be um, I'm on 71 subs right now and it is July 5th. Um, I would say get to 100 subs by the end of the year. Um, After 100 subs... Uh, I want to um, get the podcast to 50 episodes. Uh, If I'm doing this every week, it shouldn't take that long. Uh, 50 episodes is about a year. Um, 
And then uh, I want to keep doing the podcast. Uh, I want to be known as a good uh, basketball analyst, basketball commentator uh, on YouTube. Um, if Maybe if the podcast gets big enough, I can get some sponsors uh, since this is supposed to technically be a basketball podcast. Um, you know, uh, maybe I can get some sponsors since it's a podcast. Uh, and then my biggest goal as of right now, uh, what I want to do... And this is going to take a lot of money and a lot of help from you guys. Uh, so be sure to share the podcast around if you enjoy it. Uh, get some more views. Subscribe. Um, like the video. You know, all what all the YouTubers say. Because uh, this is really what I, what I want to do. Um, I don't want to stay in Texas forever. Um, and, like, I want to live in Texas because Texas is just where I grew up and like all I really know but like whenever I visited Xavier some of y'all that have been with the channel know because I made a video on it some of y'all maybe this is the first video you've seen of me um whenever I went to Maine that was the first time I've been on a plane and the first time I've really been out of state uh I've been out of state before but like it was all in car driving distance I'll, I'll just say that um like I've been to Florida and uh stuff like that but um anyway uh i'll get i'll get to the point i've been rambling for a little bit i want to make a road trip where i go to every single nba city um and go to every single nba stadium do at least one touristy thing in every single NBA city um, and just get to travel. And uh, if I get to a point where, which will take even more money, which makes this goal even harder, is maybe um, I see a basketball game in every stadium as well, uh, which would take even more money. Um, and as you may have guessed, uh, 30 teams, 29 cities technically, because uh, L.A. Uh, has two. Um, yeah, it's 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 going to be a lot of money. It's going to take a lot of time, and that's why I need y'all's help with it. Um, so I, if you like the podcast, be sure to share it around. Uh would all do the things that all the YouTubers say. Subscribe if you haven't liked the video, because that'll really boost the podcast up. And again, maybe I can get some sponsors. Um, I do streaming as well. Maybe I can get some donations from Twitch, and uh, that'll help me save and do this big uh, road trip project um, that I would really enjoy doing as like a life story. And I'm sure it would be great content for you guys. So. Uh, but with that being said, guys, I'll see you in the next video, and that's Nathan Burnett.